0: Welcome to the Joy of Sunflowers podcast. We release podcasts here, in part, and in full on the Joy of Sunflowers website. The Joy of Sunflowers podcast is about sisterhood through infertility and pregnancy loss. We cover a range of topics including fertility, pregnancy after loss, and so much more. I speak with a range of people including wellness professionals, medical experts, and beautiful mamas. The aim of this podcast is to bring you information and experiences that will validate and equip you for whatever season you find yourself in right now. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining me and and everyone. Um, Please, uh, just can we sort of go into a bit of your journey and sort of how you got into this space um, and why you do
1: absolutely. Yeah, so I'm a 39-year-old Canadian, Italian-born woman. (laughs) That's (laughs) irrelevant, but it's kind of cool. It's a long story, but we'll leave that story for another day. Um, Either way, uh, I'm 39 years old, and I've always desired and wanted to be a mom. And lo and behold, as my life would have it, um, my, my life partner has not manifested yet yet is the key word. So in my mid thirties, I kind of woke up one night in like a sweat and a panic and like, Oh my gosh, my biological clock is ticking. Um, am I ever going to have a family or have a family in the way that I had always desired with a partner and to have that kind of nuclear family? So at that time I was already in the health and wellness space. I actually went to school, did my undergrad for psych. I did my postgrad in HR. I worked in corporate HR for most of my 20s. And then something was pulling me. I was like, this is not the life for me. So I ended up taking a yoga class. That yoga class in my mid to late 20s was literally the catalyst that like changed the direction of my whole entire life. And from there, um, I learned about an Eastern philosophy of medicine called Ayurveda. From there, I learned about holistic nutrition. And then I decided to go back to school to become a holistic nutritionist. I left the corporate world. And for the first half of my 30s, I was a personal trainer, yoga instructor, and nutritionist. And the reason why I share this backstory is because by the time I was in my mid-30s and had this kind of like revelation, awakening, or this panic moment of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, I was already a practitioner in the health and wellness space. So I had lots of knowledge about women's health, the body, how it worked, hormones, all of it. Um, And I thought to myself, well, you know what, like, I'm just going to do everything that I can to optimize my fertility naturally, with my healthy living, my healthy lifestyle, healthy nutrition, because, you know, having children for me is probably going to happen later in life. And so when I had that moment, I started diving into the research. And I thought, well, this is going to be easy. I'm just going to make a few tweaks and changes. uh, And, you know, I'll be well on my way. But as I started diving into the research, that was my light bulb moment of like, holy crap, there's so many women who are struggling with this. And there is so much contradicting information out there. And I was like, if I'm a health professional in this space already, and I'm overwhelmed and confused, you can only understand what so many other women are going through. So I don't necessarily have my own kind of infertility journey or story per se myself. But my kind of my journey into this space comes from my own challenge of, you know, I guess manifesting that family that I've deeply desired. Um, and, you know, I thought maybe get a sperm donor, be a single mom by choice. There are so many things that went through my head, I've made a lot of different decisions, changed my mind a lot of times. And I've literally finally landed at like, I'm just accepting what's in front of me. Um, and i um, I'm just going to let the universe just show me how it's all going to unfold. And so in my mid thirties, when I had this kind of realization and did all this digging, that's when I had that light bulb moment that I was like, "Uh uh-huh, this is what I want to focus on. This is what I want my business to focus on. Um, And that's when I decided to niche in the fertility space and now have been doing this um, since I was 35, helping women and couples um, optimize their fertility through what's called the fertility awareness method and through like my holistic principles, one of the main ones being uh, holistic nutrition uh, to ultimately help them get pregnant and stay pregnant so that they can fulfill their desire of becoming a mom and and a parent so that's kind of like in a bit of a nutshell um how I kind of came into this into this space,
0: yeah, I love what you were saying about like if you were confused, then you know if you were like finding it overwhelming and like what <laughs> And then yes and we are oh my gosh the amount of information and um you know I mean even down to the language used because some of the language oh.
1: like, <laughs> yeah what it's a what there's so many acronyms yeah so, uh, so many acronyms and you're just like what does this stand for it's like a whole new language <laughs> yeah you've got to like have your own like dictionary
0: type for like all the acronym things and what they mean and How does that even relate to you and yeah and and there's there's just so much that I mean I've just learned a lot just for doing this event and talking to so many women about like hormones and about your cycles and and then you know about nutrition like all these different things that we sort of we almost take for granted we're just like oh well I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna eat food you know (laughs) um but there's like a whole to it um, and a way to optimize health and wellness um so I love that you started off with yoga so many women have that moment as well like with yoga yeah. and then they're just like oh my gosh just taking that moment to slow down and it's amazing how it's not like keep going keep going that snaps us out it's slowing down and taking a moment and being with ourselves, which is terrifying for most people, (laughs) that actually wakes us up to what's going on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I, uh, you know, I've always, um, one thing I wanted to mention about just women and us understanding our bodies, it's not this has always been like a deep passion of mine anyways. It's just like empowering and educating women about their, about their hormones and their health, because, you know, we, we live in more of a patriar- patriarchal world where, you know, the, the women's menstrual cycle wasn't even studied until more recently. Right. And so Our bodies operate on a cyclical basis in such a different way than our male counterparts. And what nourishes our bodies, what nourishes our physical and mental and emotional well-being is so different from what our male counterpart is. And once a woman can really be self-aware, understand her body, and use her menstrual cycle as her fifth vital sign to understand what is serving her in her life and what is not, you literally take your whole health and life to the next level. So like that coupled with the fertility component for me makes me just like so excited to be able to um, share this knowledge with my clients, with my community. Um, I've started a podcast. Like I just, I just want to educate as many women as possible to empower them with the tools that they need to I mean, really, we're here talking about fertility. But what I like to say really is that your, your fertility is just an extension of your health. So, right, as women, like we're, we're, we're designed to procreate. As men, men are too. We're both designed to procreate as a human species. This is how we evolve. And so um, if we can just learn how to optimize our health, at the end of the day, we optimize our fertility. So that's, uh, those are those are just two pieces that I wanted to add.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it seems to be the case because whenever I have talked to someone who's like a doctor or someone who works in like, who's like an embryologist, I say, you know, what can we do to in- to enhance our fertility, to help our fertility? And they just say the, the basic health things like healthy eating, exactly. healthy living, like exercise, lifestyle. Um, and like I said, you really just don't, think about it because at school you've given the food pyramid and i mean i i mean we're we should go into that as well like how do you feel about the food pyramid because i always love to ask that of um health professionals because i always get very interesting answers so how do you feel
1: about the food pyramid I know you know what I don't even remember what the food pyramid is it's been so long since I mean I know what the food pyramid food bread. pyramid is but like to actually remember what the, what yeah, the, yeah, what the grains at the bottom and yes then, like,
0: <laughs> yes grains <laughs> bread like all your like yes carb things like cereal how is cereal on that food pyramid I don't know because
1: I know that cereal I- is just terrible for you um right it's that that, is, that is outdated that is old that is so that needs to be thrown in the garbage <laughs> there
0: you go there you go people you heard it here first
1: throw it in the garbage don't
0: don't use it um but they're still spouting the same thing the the food pyramid and it's just like i don't yeah. understand how you this is outdated and they're still doing it for like pregnant women and going yes this is for optimal health for your baby and and it's like ah. Uh, I don't think yeah. eating bread,
1: white bread and... No, it's not a, it's not but- ideal. Unfortunately, I think it takes a little bit of a longer time for the conventional system to pick up on these things and actually make those changes because to think about the changes that they have to make in order to get that policy changed oh, yeah. is like... That's a long time, but I will say with, you know, social media and podcasts and the technical, technological world that we live in now. I mean, so many people have so much incredible access mm-hmm. to so many people who are who are completely debunking all of that and giving us much more sound advice, um, including like summits like this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my favorite was always, I always got confused as a kid. Like the top of the pyramid is like all the sweet treats and like things. <laughs> chocolates and and lollies and I I always thought like how is it it's this is a health food pyramid
1: (laughs) yeah you know we've got to we've got to remodel that period pyramid maybe we don't even make a pyramid maybe we just have to make a great big plate and then figure out how to divide it and say this is what you need to eat for every meal on your plate and then that way it's a little bit more easy to to recognize
0: (laughs) I know the uh the paleo kind of movement
1: have the plate where they
0: divide up the Mm -hmm. plate think a couple of others do as well but yeah i think we need that as a this is health (laughs) this plate yes (laughs) but yeah because i mean let's face it it doesn't health does not come from a packet um which is no
1: inconvenient but true but true and and i think you know once we start to If you're not trained or you're not given the resources or tools or shown by a a parental figure on how to model this properly, then of course it's your, unless you start doing the digging and the research and make it your priority to um, really look into how to do this for yourself, it, it can be challenging. I mean, I was blessed to grow up with a mom who literally cooked everything from scratch, for for us like she w- I mean there was 5 of us kids she was a stay-at-home mom but there was a lot of us and she she was busy all the time but she would like literally put like post-it notes saying like what was for dinner on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because every 5 seconds mom what's for dinner? mom what's for dinner? And so I was grown up with this amazing model of a mother who I think maybe which is why I'm so in love with food and nutrition and love teaching people about healthy eating but like to me it comes second nature because I've literally been modeled this and and taught this growing up, but I know a lot of people don't have that privilege. So, um, but there's so much resources and information out there and it doesn't have to be very hard. You don't have to slave in the kitchen for hours on end every day. There's a lot of ways to be strategic about your nutrition, meal planning, um, getting the easy right recipes and um, it tastes good. It's you feel good like there's only benefits to all of this as a as opposed to uh, negatives.
0: Yeah, well, let's let's think about some some sort of scenarios because we have a lot of women in the sort of IVF world and um, going mm-hmm. through these fertility treatments. Um, and we also have women who are just trying to go naturally as well. Is there a difference between the advice that you would give to someone who's going through through fertility treatments and
1: someone who's trying to conceive naturally or is it pretty much universal? It's pretty universal. The only individualistic piece or component is that the individual has to understand what food sensitivities or intolerances they might have, which is then going to dictate how differently they're going to be consuming certain foods. Now, also, if somebody has, you know, if somebody needs to lose 50 pounds or somebody needs to gain 15 pounds, I've had multiple different clients where people have different health goals based on where they are starting at with their health. Um, I remember I had a client who was going through IVF and she had Two years she was diagnosed with unexplained infertility, two years of trying IVF, I forget exactly how many rounds she went through. She was, she would, the, uh, she was then diagnosed with OHSS, the hyperstimulation of the ovaries. It was, it was like it really did a number on her body. She was 39 years old. She found me and I was like, please give me three months. Just give me three months. Um, and you know, especially at that age, they're like, I don't have three months, Nora, to give you. And I'm like, Yes, you do. Just give me these three months because we will be able to optimize your health, detox your body, clean you out. She needed to gain weight, for instance. This is an example of where she actually needed to put weight on. Um, And so three months, we put her through a a protocol that was specific for her. And then she did go back to another fertility treatment and it was successful. So um, generally speaking, the principles for optimizing fertility are the same. But the, the difference is really going to be where, for the individual, what, you know, some people have pre existing health conditions, that has to be factored in. And I wouldn't be able to share what that would be until I actually had, you know, the person's case laid out in front of me. But I'd be happy to definitely talk about all of the basic, like the general uh, fertility boosting things that we can do.
0: Yeah, well, that that I mean, just you t- talking about the lady who came in, and and you know, you said just three months, and I have heard something about like a ninety day thing, and and how that ninety days can make a really big difference to just resetting your body. Do, um, can you talk into that at all? Because yeah, I, I've I've been like hearing about it, but I've I've had no one to talk to about it yet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you're hearing the three months usually because they say um, it. But so we're born with our eggs we know we, we all know we're born with our eggs and then once we start menstruating we start losing those eggs at, with every menstrual period. now we're born with tons and thousands upon thousands of hundred thousands thousands of eggs. so we've got lots um and uh, so the those eggs are in what's called a primordial state, right so they're like just very tiny, not ready for maturation, just kind of hanging out there dormant waiting to be recruited for a cycle so that one could potentially ovulate to potentially fertilize to potentially have a baby. And so the 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 general research research shows that it takes 90 days for that primordial egg to start maturing and developing before it reaches its most mature state where it then ovulates. So that's where you're hearing the 90 days it takes 90 days for that egg to start like getting going. It's you know it starts to mature really. But there is more research that now shows that that um, the maturation or the recruitment of this primordial egg actually starts seven to eight months prior. So this is why we say like, you know, I would love in my ideal deal world, I mean, we're always preparing for pregnancy just by being healthy every day, right? Like, as I said, our optimal health is our most fertile self, but um, If you're really focusing on optimizing your body for pregnancy, that preconception phase and stage, I would love a client to start really focusing in on this at least 12 months prior to conceiving. So within that year mark of prior to conceiving is when I would say, if you're drinking a lot of alcohol, if you're smoking a little bit of stuff, you know, really start to cut that stuff out. Um, Think about starting to take a prenatal supplement just all these little things that you would do once you think hey I want to get pregnant actually start that 12 months prior um, so that's where the that's where you're hearing the 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 90 days thing but in addition, to the, the primordial egg being recruited, let's also just think for a moment about the human body. The human body's cells are always overturning and changing, right? Like we're, we're like a new person every seven years. What's that saying, right? Like uh, there's there's a there's a saying there, you're like a new person every seven years, right? Our, our cells are always changing and overturning. Now, depending on what organ is in our body, like the, the cells in our digestive tract and our small intestines overturn every four days. The cells in our liver, I think it takes about 90 days for the cells in our liver to overturn and to have like a fully cleaned liver. The same thing with our lungs. Have you heard like if somebody stops smoking within eight months, it's like they have a brand new pair of lungs again, right? Our body is always healing, repairing, rejuvenating and cleaning itself. So if you're giving yourself a window of time to just say, okay, like I'm going to be very targeted and focused on my health for, I, you know, 90 days is usually um, something that is not very intimidating to a lot of people. And like, this is something I could do. Um, so it's a good place to get started. Um, and then, you know, once you, and, and once you start implementing and doing it, you also see how much better you feel. And then eventually they become habits. And this is just how you end up living for hopefully, you know, above and beyond. But um, that's where there's a couple components where that, that 90 day thing comes in. But a lot of the times it comes from, from that the egg recruit recruiting
0: yeah yeah and you're right it's a lot more attainable than like a year or your whole life this is your lifestyle now <laughs> that freaks exactly
1: out. yeah totally No, yeah death. my well I would love to share too that you know as as a holistic nutritionist myself and somebody who prides herself in being very healthy and like, don't get me wrong. Like, it is not about being perfect. I will never. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. And whoever is listening, please don't expect perfection. Really think about balance, about like that eighty twenty rule. And you know, a glass of wine and eating your favorite ice cream and having your favorite pizza and you know, really indulging in the foods that you love that might be quote unquote known as you know bad or not optimal for t- for fertility is totally fine. We need to we need to be balanced human beings, but. On the overall, it's important to make those healthy choices because um, your body is going to thank you, your baby is going to thank you, your grandbabies are going to thank you, um, all because of this concept of what's called epigenetics. Have you heard of epigenetics?
0: A little bit, yeah, but not, but not too much.
1: Yeah, the concept of epigenetics, in a very short sentence, essentially just means above the gene. And so, what research is showing now is that five percent of disease is actually genetic in nature only five, 95% of disease and um, health conditions really happen from the environment. So if we can, you know, we will build and create healthier generations who will be healthier and less sick when we put ourselves in an environment of of more health, which includes the healthy foods that we're eating. Because um, when a woman is actually born with, I almost want to pull it up. Uh, when a woman is carrying her baby in her belly she's actually carrying her grandbabies in her belly do you know this
0: yeah yeah my mom keeps that that. image
1: she's like she's
0: like oh you know I just keep thinking how like when I was pregnant with you
1: I was also pregnant with all your children and I'm like okay it's (laughs) true (laughs) it's true so right like the 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 genetic expression is it's it doesn't just happen when the baby is born like it's all coming it's we're passing on a lot of um our health problems through our, through our genetics and all, and and our health will be dictated mainly by our environment and what is in that environment the nutrition is going to be either your poison or your medicine and so that's where the food component comes in
0: i really hope you enjoyed the first part of this podcast if you'd like to listen to the rest please visit thejoyofsunflowers.com Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. If you have a medical issue, please consult a qualified professional. Speakers voice their own views, opinions and conclusions, and they may not reflect the views, opinions and conclusions of other speakers. Ella Rose, The Joy of Sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views, opinions or conclusions expressed.